Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to Wise Men's Say. We're here to try and work out what kind of start we've had of the season. Maybe that should have been our question of the week, considering the hassle we've had on that particular feature this week. <laughs> I'm Stephen Goldsmith. Gareth Barker's over there. Say hi. Hello. We're in association with a Love Supreme now, which means they send across some of their scribes to talk crap with us about Sunderland. Paul Dobson, a.k.a. Sobs, joins us for the first time this season. Good evening. Haven't spoken with you over the summer, Paul. Hindsight removed. Were you happy with the summer business? Generally. Yeah. Yeah, I know it took a little bit longer to complete than most people would have liked, myself included, but I think... I disagree with people who said we've replaced it with less quality. I think we've brought in better players than the ones we've left. Obviously, the one thing that perhaps we should have done, with, rather than, I'll not mention the B word, mm-hmm. um, spend a lot of time on that, was to go mm. all out and try and get a goal scorer. Yeah. Because he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. So we try and get through the whole podcast without mentioning his name? Is everybody up for that challenge? Oh, yeah. There might be some answers in the question that we oh, revolve around him. Okay, right. <laughs> That's a B word I'm going to use there. Right <laughs> Craig Clark is here too. We're kind of past the point of small talk with you, Craig. I'll just ask how you are. Pretty good. Okay. Enjoy the game? Yeah. Ish. Mm. Uh, enjoyed <laughs> most enjoy the day out. Enjoyed most of the things apart from the stuff that happened on the pitch, which is a standard Sunderland away day, really. Well, it's only a so. small component of your away oh, game of course, experience, yeah. though. It was, a, it, was a good, it was a good laugh, as ever. Okay, well, I mean, this game beforehand was a fine line, wasn't it, between having polarising opinion on how we started the season. Had we won the game, I think everybody would have thought it's been okay. A loss, and everybody would be panicking. Where does a draw leave us, Craig? I was talking to you. You, <laughs> oh, weren't, you uh, weren't looking, I know. I'm sorry. He was yeah. turned, he was turned his microphone around I mean, because uh, he, da- he, was, he turned his mic and faced it the wrong way. <laughs> well, okay. this let's is deviating draw, from the point slightly. Yeah, yeah come right. on. So, uh, back on track. I don't know. Stasis is still waiting to take off or potentially be a bad start. It, it's nothing, is it? You can't really judge it. You look a bit at like Martin O'Neill a couple of years ago. That's crossed my mind a yeah. couple of times, and it's, that's a slightly worrying comparison, mm. perhaps, uh, considering that season was. And we managed to scrape a win together against Wigan then, didn't we? Also, we can't remember when we had that good first half of the season under Bruce, um, when we had Welbeck, and um, we we were unbeaten in about nine games, but we'd only won about one of them, I think, or something like that. I think that was when we got hammered off Newcastle, wasn't it? Um, it we started that, yeah, really yeah. well. We were grinding one nils out occasionally. No, I think I think I only I think we'd only won one game in the first nine or something, but we hadn't lost. I think we'd won more than one. Well, perhaps one of you should have brought in the results from that, that well, season. That it wasn't helped. something I was going to address. <laughs> I was I thinking know, more along the O'Neill lines as well. I mean, that nil-nil with Burnley, um, it wasn't as bad. I don't think as the one-one with West Ham, but can you can you remember that one under O'Neill? Uh, I think Nolan um, scored in the last minute. Yes. And I mean, we were backs to the wall for like mm-hmm. 80 minutes or so in that game. I don't think that was as bad against no. Burnley, but at the same time, there was a sort of worrying lack of sort of ability to, to get through the defence. There was no penetration. This passing and movement was pretty slow. Um, 
20 minutes spell aside it wasn't wasn't mm. particularly stirring stuff was it absolutely well we are going to get into that first we'll hear from Gus what he thought about the game I think I'm uh, I'm okay I'm not that disappointed because uh, we didn't play the way that I was expected or what we planned we didn't impose our game as much as I would like uh, at the end of the day that's football it's not always as you plan or as you think that game will go so let's say I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It was a great opportunity. We lost, and with all respect to Burnley, it was it was more about about us performing, making the difference, using the extra money in the field, and, and creating more and moving better. And and we didn't, we didn't. We it looks in the first half for three or four minutes in the middle, and another three or four minutes later on, and another three or four minutes somewhere there. That it was coming, but we couldn't maintain that. It's something that we need to improve because you know it's going to be difficult to win games. Craig mentioned um, being under pressure there, Sobs. We we weathered the storm early on. It wasn't it wasn't a great storm to be honest, was it? No, it was more a like a little um, weather, yeah. yeah, more like a little hailstorm uh, yeah, or something. But um, Burnley pressed high. We expected they would. That's mm-hmm. how Sean Dice sets them up. I thought earlier on our defenders, Virginia in particular, panicked. Gareth and I. Had slightly different views. So after after you give your opinion, we'll come back to Gareth on this. He he sort of praised Burnley. I thought we invited pressure pressure on ourselves um, by a little ho- hopeful punts up the field when there were relatively routine passes available. And I thought the keeper was at fault for that too. And I thought we invited us invited them onto us. Yeah, I agree with a bit about the the misplaced passes. And the, you know there were occasions when you know it's, it's our natural game now to retain the ball or supposed to be. But it is a bit disappointing, and you're right, I think uh, Virginia did that a couple of times where he uh, was a bit hopeful rather than useful. But uh, I think after... Uh, the opposition just sense that, don't they? A they co- do. You know, like, OK, there's a panic in a bit here. Let's step forward five yards. Yeah, and, it, yeah. It, it helps uh, accentuate what you said Dice had already done with him pressing high up the field. If you know the man's going to give a loose ball away, and push a little bit higher up, and that, again, that invites a little bit of pressure on yourself. Absolutely. You're prepared to give Bernie credit for that, Gareth? You were at the yeah, time. Well, yeah. definitely. I think you can't just... Yeah, we, we were poor in that first 10, 15 minutes, but at the same time, they capitalised on that and built the pressure, but they ran out of steam after 15 minutes, and I thought, you know, we controlled it then. I, I didn't think we were under, you know, any real threat. I think a few people have been saying that we gave the ball away a lot. Well, I I didn't think that at all. I mean, we had the ball... The first 10 minutes... Yeah, after that though, yeah, like okay. during the majority of the game, I think the end of the game, and we'll obviously come to that later, but I think the end of the game's kind of tainted, in my view, I kind of feel as though it's tainting people's opinion of actually what happened in the game, because they had the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes, well, last 20 minutes really, and we, I think, Sunderland had the middle section of the game, um, they passed it well, thought Larson, Rodwell and Catamol in particular, just, it was easy for them, but... It's that final, that final third. That's the issue. Wasn't easy because they were making or taking the simple option too often, though, and that's why we can't create chances because they're moving the ball sideways a lot. And it's nothing wrong with retaining possession. There was a, a good moment, I think, in the first half where we kept the ball across the back for a decent period of time and sort of drew Burnley out. And then, unfortunately, Conor Wickham elected to shoot rather than yeah, past the Jagarini, who was in space on the left, um, which was sort of sums up Wickham's day. He did some good things, but his decision making and selfishness. He's brilliantly, isn't he? But he's yeah. making the wrong decision mm. at, the, at the final time. Yeah, I know we've been shouting with one someone whose natural reactions to get a shot in, but then the one time you think, oh, and there's another man mm. who can say the whole of the goal. 
he chose to have a pink. You've got to, you got, yeah, you got to, you know, got to put Jack Arini in that situation. And not just that, you've, you've got to, he's got to start to realise that he doesn't have to shoot. He can pass, get himself into a better position, and then somebody else can find him in a better position, and he's more likely to score. I would have thought that's relatively basic for a centre forward, but he seems to be struggling with that concept at the moment. Because um, it isn't just this week that I think that followed on from Spurs, and you were kind of because you we were struggling to keep the ball in that game. You sort of wanted to get shots away when you had the meagre chances that we did, but not in a game like that against Burnley when the passing was key. We needed to keep moving the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can anybody say emphatically what the formation setup was the first half? Uh, Gareth, yep. Gareth, and I were sitting, and we had a good, you know, bird's eye view of it. And we were sitting, sort of scratching our head. We couldn't, was, really, said it was we the, couldn't um, really work out what was happening because Larson was on the right, and then he sort of tucked inside. Jack Rainey just seemed to be roaming wherever he wanted. It was the um, the rhombus midfield. That's how, yeah. how Straight, I call I it. Think, I think all, <laughs> I think you know. It's all uh, the diamond. It's all about the rhombus. <laughs> I haven't sort of like um, researched into this uh, post game, but all I can all I can sort of think is that Catamol and Rodwell were sitting deep, purpose on you know for the first twenty minutes or so. Once that sort of intensity from Burnley wore off, then we started to set up like we would come to expect, I think. I, think, I don't know, theories? I think they kept rotating. I think they kept um, being interchangeable and being trying to be fluid. Because um, Rodwell was sort of it getting quite... It was just freedom to do that, then. Yeah, I think, that, I think it was... I, I, I quite enjoyed watching it because it was organised, sort of fluidity, which was it was nice when you know they knew what they were doing. Um, sort of Jaggerini slotted in really nicely from the start. Um, and and did some really good stuff in the first half. Johnson, you know, floated about and and got in some good areas. Um, and you know, Larson did well. At, you know, and and Rodwell was getting in that position. Sort of, as he was probably the most advanced around the back end of the first half, and he had a few headers and stuff like that. And he's getting into some good goal scoring positions. So maybe he's just trying to find a way to accommodate these players. But an interesting contrast to the last twenty minutes where. There was a lot of people moving diff- in between different positions, but with apparently no plan, where at least there seemed to be organised movement earlier on. Um, it just seemed to disintegrate mm-hmm. by contrast towards the end of the game. You mentioned Rodwell there. Um, his performance seems to have split opinion. I thought he was good, subs. I, I, thought, thought, I thought his presence made it hard for them to get through, um, yeah. You know, even to as far as Catamull at times. And I thought when he started driving, particularly in the first half, they, they were on the back foot and they Exactly. I think, they, like you said, he ab- helped absorb a bit of early pressure from Burnley. And after about a quarter of an hour or so, he started making those yeah. runs from in his own That's half at the edge of the box. Say, and they, yeah. they were good to watch. You know, they thought that there might have been something come out of one of them, but he was quite impressive for that period. Rodwell, Craig? I thought he was good, yeah. Mm. I, I don't have a complaint about him at all. Um, I think it's strange that... Of anyone that you would sort of select him there, to, if anyone's criticised him, it seems a strange one issue, to criticise. The issue of when you're watching a game on the telly, perhaps could that come in? Mm, you can't always see yeah. the off the ball movement, mm, can no. you? And, because uh, like like we've just said, when Burnley weren't inviting the pressure on, I mean they didn't even get as far as Catamol in the first half because Rodwell was was there to stop players straight away, wasn't he? It's a fair point, actually. Yeah, and you you might not necessarily see that. No, I think I think they're jealous of his teeth. A lot of people. <laughs> 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 there was a good moment when he. Uh, Sort of picked the ball up, like broke out of a tackle, and then he he ran with it, and that's the first time I think I've seen him for Sunderland run with mm. the ball, and he co- he covered a lot of ground very quickly yeah, carrying the exactly. ball, and yeah, like that's, that's the first time I've seen him do that. And of course, Gus Point when he speaks about Alvarez 
says that he carries the ball that's what he brings to the table and he, he's actually mentioned the QPR game saying he wishes he could have played that game for that Tottenham wasn't a game in hindsight for that because they yeah. moved the ball so quickly so I guess it's just typical of our look that he, he made that choice sobs in the end right, because after yes. the game he just said he was he was cream cracking every part of his body was aching off that Tottenham game and you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, yeah. isn't it? But you wish you could have seen it. really good if you could reorganise the fixtures. You think, I, yeah. I want to play this guy <laughs> now because he's just arrived, so we'll have a, we'll have a soft game mm. for him, please. I mean, I'm with Gareth that I thought either side of half time we were the better side, but especially second half, the yeah. second half, first 20 minutes. I mean, we I remember turning to Gareth and you know, saying, How long's left? Mm. Um, there was 20 minutes, and I was worried that was going too fast. I thought that was running down too quickly because I thought, I bet we don't, we don't score here now. What happened then? Now I know we're saying Wickham wasn't great, but the shape of the side looked okay. Gus then made those substitutions. We've praised him for his substitutions in recent weeks, haven't we? Um, I thought it knocked us out of our stride a little bit. I put that question to Gus at the end of the game. In recent weeks we've been talking about your substitutions and the positive impacts they've made. Today you were just controlling the second half, and the substitutions almost seemed to knock yeah. the momentum, knock you out of your stride a little bit. Didn't work. Didn't work. Like I say, sometimes you praise the manager a lot about making a substitution. Sometimes we need to take the blame. So I, I thought we, we needed power, we needed presence in the box, we needed someone who can go and make something happen, and uh, it didn't work. Okay, so Gus has put his hands up there, Craig. Did, did you say that at the time? Is that how you saw it at the time as well? Sort of knock them in because, I mean, oh, credit, credit to Burnley. You know, they, yeah. they, because. At times when we were knocking the ball about in the second half, Dice was on on the side and he looked very nervy, and the players looked, you know, as if they were almost sort of accepting their fate that they were going to lose the game. Those substitutions just seemed to derail everything from our point of view. But Burnley dug deep, and they looked like the likely winners towards the end. Well, first twenty minutes of that half, <clears throat> um, I thought Poyet's game management was excellent because I think there was a more obvious shape. If there was, there was still fluidity, but I think Larson was certainly more central and he was more involved and he was more involved in a positive manner he was spraying the ball around a bit more but we were saying me and my friend were saying we're going to win this game but I was also saying make changes when you're in the ascendancy because you need that bit of impetus don't do it when you're on the back foot do it when you're on the front foot well, unfortunately the, the changes were just not uh, the right ones why he chose to bring Altidore on and not take Wickham off now that's not saying Wickham deserved to be subbed off keep but the, you, keep the shape yeah, a little bit yeah. He just lost. It kind of lost the plot. He tried to play Wickham wide right against the left back, who was really slow and having a really poor game, and needed someone like Will Buckley to have a run at him. Or Johnson was starting to get the better of him. Leave him on him. Takes Johnson off. So strange straight away. Then Wickham goes out to the right, and you think, well, he's. I've never really seen him play there, and he didn't look comfortable. So he moved him, swapped him round. Altidore finds himself on the right. Like, of course, he couldn't have predicted Altidore. Would Put in one of the worst twenty minutes of football yeah. I've witnessed for some yeah. time. Uh, We've had Alan's back know, a lot here, but yeah, I don't think same, there's, there's, there's no defender. It was uh, say it was Angelari. Yeah, that's what it was. It was, it was like I've never seen a ball. Uh, it was yeah. bizarre. I, I, that first like touch, a competition winner almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean the poor lad. His first three touches didn't go well. They did. They went further than I got through holidays. You did think, oh, we're going to we're going to put two excuse me two big men on just to give them a good battering for the last part of the game, would it? They split them up, they moved wide, as you've said, and it just, you sort of say, Josie, bless him these days, he just kind of 
he couldn't really raffle if he bought all the he's tickets. He's turning into sort of like an ironic cult hero mm-hmm. now, isn't he? And I'm, I'm, I've never been a fan of those. Have to be. But honest. I think it's going to go beyond that. Where it, people's patience like, is going to wear thin beyond right. that, and they're just going to. Well, that comes with poor form, normally, well, yeah. doesn't it? Because oh, la- totally, he, he yeah. had he had that last season. Then people sort of because we turned the form round yeah. a little bit, and he came on and won a penalty at Stamford Bridge and stuff. And people have started this season quite hopeful. Yeah. So it's almost like he gets the time and the patience. Then doesn't he? Like Craig says, subs if if we start suddenly. Falling and, and find ourselves in the relegation zone, people are going to turn on. Them oh yeah, quickly, be, yeah, I mean it's a bit light-hearted now, isn't it? Which yeah. is you need some a bit of levity at football sometimes because it can be a horribly serious thing when it shouldn't be. But it, there is a time, like you said, when things are going against you, 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 you haven't got room for that kind of performance. I think you know you look at out the door and he plays for for America, and you know he can control the ball when he plays for America. I don't know what's different in the Premier League. That means that he can't. I mean the balls are the same. I think same. the defenders are quicker to him. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know. Basically, like raw, raw sort of centre forward <sighs> play in England is is, is holding your defender off, being strong, yeah. getting it quickly, and international football isn't quite the same. The gap, just, to, just, the gap in difference is too big for that to be the factor. Like for for me, Clive. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to agree with you, Steve. I, I was watching it thinking, yeah, this is a player who. There's something about the pace of the game or the intensity of the game that is preventing him from like being able to like control the ball because he's I don't know if he's thinking a step ahead, whatever it is, he just he can't seem to get to grips with the game in this country. It's a shame because he's obviously got some ability somewhere locked in him, but I just the the more the longer it goes on, he's had the summer. He's said you know I had tough times last season. I struggled to settle. Blah blah blah. So we've all given him the benefit of the doubt and thought, come on, clean slate. You know, Poyet from the start, he's had him in the summer, it's, and it's just, it looks just it's, the it's same. Almost it's, not like, it's almost like when some sort of Latin centre forwards come to the Premier League who who come with good, you know, good pedigree and they do well at national level, and the culture is, is that different. It's almost like that, isn't it? But I guess, you know, with Josie being American, it's. It's hard to define the problem, really, yeah, because we, it's, it's hard to find America's culture, football wise. Yeah, guess, I mean, the, the, their international game is now getting more like. The proper old English hard working game, so you would think he, the transition from the yeah. international to us would be okay. And from what he did when he played for Hull and what he's done with us, I think he's come with two league goals in the Premier League yeah. and then a fantastic season in Holland in between. What, where's that come from? There's, there's something there somewhere, but how did we go about getting that out? Hmm. I thought he actually started when he when he was coming on early doors in the season. I thought he looked all right coming on when he came on against Man United. He, I thought he did okay. Um, He's done okay in, in spells and other games, but it was just a bit bizarre. I'd, like you know, it was that's like inexcusably bad it for was a Premier for League for football. It was like a basic skill. Yeah, well, like, he might have the skill, but he didn't show it. But, well, that's it. I mean, if if he's he couldn't get away with that in the Championship, never mind the top flight. I no, think that there's no a there's way. a mix there's a mixture of things as well. I mean, it was a wrong change anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Just got to take responsibility. It was a wrong change, but. Even making a wrong change than Gus did, I bet you Gus is thinking, "Help me out, a help us out yeah, a little yeah. bit." You know, like it's a, it's sort of like they've managed to try and get their heads together and then and then end up headbutting each other. That's mm. sort of it, it. It's just you know. Yeah. Well, we won't turn this into an out the door bashing. No. Um, the inability we used to use the out the door uh, theme, out the door watch, make it a bit more light hearted. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Okay, a bit later now. Hindsight <laughs> again. Hindsight. We do like, hope, the, like the substitution. Like, like you say, though, like the question. We do hope. You know, we really hope. Like, I think like. I know it was everyone sort of that whole if out Josie scores are on the pitch and all that thing it is that it is getting to that sort of almost comical stage but I think deep down you know not only people want him to do well because it means if he does well then something to do well but 
I think people really do want him to, oh, people are to do him, something, you know, yeah. like to do something. And, you know, let's hope he can put that. He might get a go against Stoke and let's hope he can put that behind him at 20 minutes and, you know, have a good moment in the next couple of games. OK, well, I'll just pause this final question of people on part one because it kind of links into part two where we're going to talk about the League Cup game and Stoke. And that is the fact that the inability to create chances is a defect that screams at you. Who can fix it, Craig? Give Ghost me, give me a suggestion. Ghost Poyet. It's, it's not. It's that? not the players. It's not the four. It's you've got to get that. Are there no, are there no, play, the are there no players in this system who could sort of take the situation by this? Not if we play the ball it? too slowly, no. Because it doesn't matter who's on the pitch if you knock the ball around too slowly and don't sort of. Is move. that the manager though, or the players? So, some of it you can tell. Can this sort of rem- that game reminded me and a, a little bit the same with QBR of when Poyet first came here. Uh, after the initial spell, and he started implementing this game, and we move, we did struggle. There was nil nils away at West Ham and um, at Aston Villa, Villa and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it was this very slow-paced football. He just needs to get the tempo. Um, maybe that is partly the player's responsibility, but I think it's it's also the responsibility of the manager to get the players to up the tempo. You, it doesn't matter how good your players are if if the you let the opposition just sit. On the edge of their box like that, you're never going to get in, that. Never going to get in behind, and that's partly because we also do have a lack of pace, which is I think is going to be potentially an issue going forward. Because Buckley, for his endeavour, doesn't necessarily look technically that great, and I can't see him starting many games. And without him, is there anyone with any real pace apart from the left back? I think um, you know he it was fantastic. By the way, missing he was. Uh, missing. He who shall not be named. Oh no, dog! Yeah, um, be careful. <laughs> I know people have talked about the lack of goals. Maybe that he, you know, he didn't score loads of goals, but he was vital that shape. And you know, he's gone. And of course, acknowledge that himself. Him. To be fair, he said, you know, without him, I might have to change things. I think he's given it a few games. It's just you know, the longer you go, without the win. I thought there was a change at the weekend, though. I thought there was a well, change was something on different, Saturday. Wasn't it? Was, yeah. It's just getting that. I think he wants to play with some fluidity with that. With that, almost like a four-two-three-one, or you know, I don't want to talk about diamonds because that's the new thing. That's it's a new three-five-two. He's going to do that anytime soon. Doesn't matter he, what the formation is if you move the ball. The idea of, yeah, he, he dismissed yeah. the idea of playing two up front earlier uh, last week, so I can't see the diamond anytime soon. Anyway, more of how we can rectify that creative problem in part two. First, we're going to revisit the flat. Now, for those of you who didn't tune in during the summer which was a lot of you, thanks, looking at the figures. <laughs> this is two people we know very well sharing a flat together on the quayside in Newcastle, stroke Gateshead, that fictional place to call Newcastle Gateshead mm. sometimes. Uh, this is episode one. In the topsy-turvy world of Premier League football management, extreme situations call for extreme measures. Two disenfranchised bosses brought together by fate, desperation, and an undying mutual determination to prove just how Geordie they are. Steve Bruce and Alan Pardew are in the flat. Well, you know, I'm absolutely delighted to finally settle down. Find myself a place I can truly call home. On the quayside, absolutely. Steve Bruce, after sharing a Sunderland flat with Darren Bent for 18 months, Bent departed, leaving Bruce alone frightened and fearing for his life. Well, after Benji left it was tough, you know. I was up there all on my own. 
Anyone who knows the North East will tell you about the expectation levels. In the end, it's fair to say, I was hounded out of my place in Sunderland. It's tough being a Geordie on Wearside, that's for sure. Yes, I got my backside kicked, but you've got to keep going. I had to find a place closer to home, amongst my own people. Absolutely. Unfortunately for Steve, his penchant for signing overpriced strikers meant his dream of that quayside apartment may remain just that. A dream. A Geordie dream. I'd been saving up, you know, giving myself an opportunity to mix it with the big boys down there by the time. But, when Longy and Nikita became available, I had to act. Then there was Yannick Sagbo, you know. You're only as good as your strikers, that's for sure. I took Danny Graham on. I heard Fraser was also available, so I stuck a bid in for him. Then there was Ben Jarney and Asamoa, and the boy Robbie Blake. It's undeniable how well these boys have done for me, that's for sure. Steve hit rock bottom in his striker addiction. The straw that brought the camels back came in a form nobody could possibly imagine. Well, when a boy like Adi Akinbai comes onto the market, you have to act. The lad is a seasoned pro, a top-level striker, there's no doubt. And if you've ever seen the lad with his top off, when he comes out those showers, towel draped, water beading from his flaxen locks, it's a sight to behold, that's for sure. With no money left for rent, Steve was floundering. To cover costs, he needed a flatmate. But he didn't have to look far. A shed out the back of St James's Park, to be precise. Well, Mike's budget wouldn't stretch to any decent permanent accommodation for me, so I was living in the shed for about two years out the back of the ground and was struggling. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're now sleeping. As a result, I was tired when it came to match days. Uh, I had a back problem from the bed I was using, which meant the results were starting to suffer. Grime Carr was trying to sort me out of place. But you can only find reasonable digs out in France. Then it was in talks about moving in with Yoan, but he left. And then we were struggling to find somewhere. I heard through the grapevine that Steve was struggling to find a flatmate, so I suggested we clap together and get ourselves a nice place. Obviously, I was delighted when Alan stepped up to the plate. Absolutely. He's a man after my own art. He knows the pressures involved and what it's like up here. It's like a goldfish bowl, there's no doubt about that. But we true Geordies are stronger together, make no mistake. We can't wait to get moved in, that's for sure. A match made in heaven, or is it? After just a few days together, the cracks are starting to show. 
Ah, there we go. That looks fantastic. Pride of place. Where it deserves to be. No doubt about that. Oi, Steve. What's all this racket I've been hearing about? I was trying to have a nap because I was tired from the moving in. What's that? A certificate? Absolutely, Alan. My pride and joy. My tenth place finished certificate of achievement. My greatest achievement, absolutely. Right above the fireplace, where it belongs. Sorry, Steve, but I'd already earmarked that mantelpiece for my Manager of the Year award. There we are. Sorry, Steve, but the trophy is so big we were struggling to see your certificate. You're going to have to move it. Well, Alan, I'm outraged at such disrespect and insolence towards one of football's greatest achievements. I'm disgusted, in fact. Once again, I've been hounded out, that's for sure. You'll not hear the last of this. Spurred on by rage and depression, Steve lapses into bad habits and makes a decision that could affect the dynamic of the flat forever. Oi, Steve, where's the rent money? The jar's empty. Sorry, Alan, but after a little set too early, I was uncontrollable rage. I had a bit of a relapse and splurged all the cash. I've bought another striker. Oh, Steve, we'll be straggling to pay the rent now. Who is it? Come on now, Alan. It was a great come, deal. Come on, Steve, who is it? Well, Alan, when a player of this quality comes available, you have to be interested. No doubt about who, who it. Who is it, Steve? Come on. It's Trevor Benjamin, Alan. Alan is furious. He doesn't know whether to be more angry about the fact Trevor Benjamin is an early millennium niche football reference has been, or the fact that Newcastle still couldn't afford a player of that calibre on their meagre budget. Either way, Brucey and Pards need to find a way to pay that rent. Well, there's only one thing for it. We're going to have to bring somebody else in to help us along. But who, Steve? But who? Brucey and Pards' flatmate search begins in earnest. But who will be the first candidate? Join us next week to find out on the flat. Okay, we'll have Stoke City in the League Cup. I personally think this is a good time to get straight back into it, Gareth, because we want to try and build some momentum mm. for the weekend. Um, I know, you know, we won't get any points from the game if we win, mm. but psych- psychologically... Really? Come <laughs> on, get cup points. Psychologically, because <laughs> the points. Loyally points, yeah. You do, I think, don't you, this yeah. season? I don't you, get, know. you get loyalty points. You won't need them this season. Yeah, you know. and then if you get enough, you get an Oof. opportunity to qualify for phase three. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Anyway, start your question again. Well, you enough of this, paying attention enough of this banter. Okay, I'm just saying. You know, I think it's important for momentum that we. We're not important, but it would be very helpful. I think if we can win, put a good performance again. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. Uh, but it, you know, the cups last In season were real. Comparison to normal cup games. Cups last season were real. You know, the well was. Uh, Amazing to go to Wembley and all that, but it, it it did help our league form out a little bit at times. So, yeah, if if they need to win win games to get that winner mentality, with a home game on the back of the of the home cup game, win that one, go into the next one. I think I read a quote from Gus saying, "If he doesn't win one of the next two games, he'll kill himself," mm-hmm. and nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit strong, isn't it? A bit much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People ordinarily uh, sobs like to throw the names of youngsters into the mix. When it comes to team selection in cup games, you know, like give Watmore a go, give Mavries a go, that kind of thing. I, I, where Sunderland are at the moment, I can't see that happening. I would hope it wouldn't happen. You, mm-hmm. you need, you, you, we, we, we've just touched on the fact there. You know, we aren't creating chances, and we need to use this game to, to to see people step up. Really. Yeah. Well, we've got Alvarez who needs 
to get into he's the game play, really think, so that you know that's a that's the suggestion a fairly, is he's going to play he's yeah. a fairly high level kid to chuck in really um, and you know he could see that as a, it's a great opportunity to start because you don't know what Stoke are going to do they're going to make wholesale changes chuck some kids into their own probably most Premier League teams too don't yeah. they so the, yeah, it's a, I don't think there'll be too many big big changes but the, you know for the one we've mentioned for sure and possibly one or two more there's always Danny Graham having Stoke gone out um, well, we'll come to, on that to like bit. mid-level um, sort of teams like because they've played weekend sides um, in recent times I don't know what Hughes' reputation is for, for, for cup games I can't recall him ever getting very far in a cup competition uh, as a manager in recent times so who, who are you talking about? Hughes, oh, Hughes. Okay. So I'm, I'm just trying to I'm just Stoke yeah. you know the team we're playing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just trying to um, I thought it was Pulis yeah he's trying to work out he's still trying to work out how many points we're going to get tomorrow <laughs> but, yeah. Um, no no uh, yeah, just uh, I just wondered if if Hughes is the kind of you know manager who sort of changes his team. I think for most cup Premier League teams, regardless of the manager, do you not think there's been teams? a bit of a swing with the League Cup where it almost came back around to being sort of a bit more trendy, where more teams start to pick stronger. I normally teams. don't pay attention after way go out to somebody like Mansfield in the first round. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd imagine uh, how big is squad, uh, Stoke's squad? You know, bigger than ours, I think. They seem to have quite a lot of players. They just yeah. seem to have a stockpile of players who are all similar level, um, nine feet tall. But they've got players, they've got you <laughs> know they've got pace. They've got pace and forward. Did they get um, Did they manage to get Asayidi back? I don't, don't think so. Did they not? No. Okay, it was interesting. Um, but God, they got Moses, of course, didn't they? Um, yeah, that, I mean, he, he's a, he's a threat. Um, I think I think it's going to be a tougher game. They might think I'm a bit, I'm a little bit wary because discussing he's going to make four or five changes. Now we've heard him say I'm only going to make a couple of changes before, and then he makes seven changes or eight changes. Well, there's going to be the, there'll be obvious ones, Craig, won't there? Because there needs to be scum, some squad rotation. Bridcut needs to play because if Catamol gets injured or suspended, he's going to be the one that comes in, so he needs to play. The goalkeeper too, so there's yeah, yeah. two obvious yeah. ones. Alvarez is going to come in, which. They aren't sort of wholesale changes that necessarily. Well, the striker is probably going to change. He's got four strikers to play one position. Uh, you mentioned sort of Danny Graham mm. jokingly there, but he's still on the books and he's still picking up a wage. So he's and he got on the bench on the weekend. So you've got Fletcher, Wickham, Altador, Graham. He's not going to surely start Wickham every single game through the middle. He's got no. to play somebody else. I would guessing it'll be Altador. Now after Saturday, he's going to have to put his ideas up. But you know he did do quite well against Birmingham in the previous round. He was worked hard. He was involved in one of the goals. So if they were the four changes, that's not too bad. I'd quite like to see Billy Jones play, but not at left back this time. Right I'd back. rather he played right back. Um, but obviously Van Arnold. There was a case for him coming to the side. Well, yeah. Virginia Saturday, you would think gone. I don't think Virginia was particularly bad. He just mm. isn't quick enough. He's he's not really a forward thinking player. And also, he? like I, I mean, I mentioned last week, sobs Billy Jones. As strange as it seems to say, a fullback could be a, a little tweak that could set off something in, from an attacking sense. Yeah. He likes to get forward, and it could be, you know, him doing that could open things up for other players. Yeah, I like the look of him in pre-season. You know, he, he's, he puts himself about. He gallops up and down the side there. He's like a, a very sort of energetic player, and I think you're right. They could provide a little bit of impetus down the right that Virginia doesn't quite give you. Mm-hmm. You know, quite a decent bit turn of pace on him as well. So if he can. Open up that right hand side, give other people space to move into and that. Okay, Gav's looking happy with himself. He's pulled up the fixtures from two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Do you wanna do you wanna go through them then? One win Make in the first point. nine games. No, that's wrong. 
No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, we got how far we're going because we beat we're Villa f- and Man City. Yeah, we beat Man City. Then, we, then we that was. Villa. How many games was that? You'll have so, to be more. The listeners Sunderland can't see what you're yeah. saying in your mind. Sunderland so two, Birmingham two, West Brom one, Sunderland nil, Sunderland one, Man City nil, Wigan one, Sunderland one, Arsenal one, Sunderland one, West Sunderland one, West Ham two, Liverpool two, Sunderland two. Yeah. Sunderland nil, Man United nil, Blackburn nil, Sunderland nil. That's so nine games, why one did, win in nine. Why did you choose nine? I just, rem- <laughs> I just remember it being one win in nine. Because we win the tenth, so it sounds better. One no, in nine yeah, sounds no, better. Because no, well, that was a point I made originally. Yeah, I said one. Fine. I remember us being one win in nine. So I was thinking of the Villa win, which obviously That's two in ten. Yeah, but it obviously made the start better because yeah. of all the draws with the two wins. Yeah. What was it? It looks like a half decent start. What was the result in the next game? Well, that was that's what I meant. <laughs> when we got tonked off the scrum, yeah. didn't we? So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was two wins in eleven. But it looked five, good because we weren't, we weren't conceding goals. We looked really solid. So you you know we we're playing this derby game against the team. It would just come up and that, and you thought, nah, yeah. we'll but, do all right here. Yeah. But the, there is that's probably the only derby game in the history of well since I've been born. Yeah, I went in feeling quite confident. Same. And yeah. never again. No. <laughs> well, I feel like that mistake again. No. But anyway, my point was. That the start, the start is similar. That was it, and we had a, we actually had a good run after that, and then we were in the top top eight, weren't we? Before the, before Christmas, we before it all went. We went at Chelsea one three now. You yeah. You wonder if you're going to replicate a result like that though. Well, last season we beat Chelsea, exactly. Manchester Law of United. Averages. The Judah beat us. The Judah put seven passes <laughs> again, aren't they? Dear me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's nice, just nice let's, and optimistic. Let's just resign from the Premier League now. Okay. Well, on the optimistic front, let's talk about Danny Graham. Um, optimistic. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe, Craig, that we've gone round in a massive circle here and, and, and sort of Danny Graham even comes into the equation, but I saw you tweet something the other day. Is it, is it that far-fetched, the idea? He Not really. I mean, he played he, in a system similar to Swansea, didn't he? That's what I've always said. It was a you know similar system under Rodgers there, and he did well. Uh, he could have been a flash in the pan because he's not really done much since, but... On the flip side, Altidore's done nothing ever in this league, so why Graham is naturally considered to be below him in the pecking order, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, look, you Steve t- Bruce has an idea. He has an idea. Yeah, he's Jory Root, isn't it? <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, how did Graham out? Well, that is the, that is that is an issue. Like, let's that in in Graham's but it case, isn't, it is an issue. But it isn't an issue when the manager who is not from the area I don't think the hasn't picked him. Not picking him. He's not. No, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't. Him, you know? But I'm saying that the general perception of him as a player is tainted by the fact he was signed at completely the wrong time. It was like a horrific. Signing at the time for him as well, bless yeah. him, because he could have had a League Cup winners medal if he yeah, stayed if where he, he stayed was. Stayed at Swansea, um, yeah. yeah. So that was just a bit. It was a move that hasn't worked out. But he, it, there is definitely a, the issue about the fact that he did tweet some negative things about Sunderland. And he is a Newcastle supporter. So was that, that not a fake no, account? It, no, it, what, it wasn't a fake account. Was that not the stuff? In oh, I thought you must have been referring to that stuff in the Watford program from way. Yeah, way no, no, he, he, no, no. I don't did. think he has a Twitter I account. Th- no, he, I think he, that well, was he deleted it when he signed for Sunderland. I, I can't that, remember I that. that like, exposed no, as a fake. No, I don't think it was. No. Hmm. I didn't even know. Yeah, it's not. Anyway, Sobs, could it be? Could it be the saviour, or do you not subscribe to that idea? Um. To be honest, not from what we've seen, you couldn't subscribe to the idea of him saving us. But if you look, well, back I haven't at seen him in this system under Poyet though. Yeah, but you look. I was going to say, you look back what he did at Swansea. You see video of him. And he, he links up very well, and he scored not a hatful of goals, but he, you know he did score goals. So he's, he's he can't do it at this level. Yeah. Come on, Danny, be our saviour. Yes, be nice. if you're listening, like we always <laughs> say. Where's, where's Black Boots as well? 
looks like a proper oh, football. Good. Yeah, good Get old him player. That, that'll do for subs. I mean, the, I'm on board. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair to Graham, I mean, a lot of people, you know, still sort of bang out the door, which is you know fair enough, and they'll they'll use you know not excuses but reasons such as you know his lacking confidence, whatever. Graham Graham's confidence mustn't be mustn't be great. <laughs> you know, he he would he's been sort of struggling since he came to the club and then he was shipped out on loan twice he's had what four managers or something since he signed this manager who signed him was sacked about three months well about six games after he signed him so you know he's had a difficult time you know if he's never he's never done anything adversely horrible when I've seen him play for Sunderland he's never played as bad for Sunderland as Josie Altador has done That that's a fact like he, not none of his performances were as bad as some of the out the door low points like Saturday yeah. he, every time he's played he's at least been able to control a football you know what I mean like get the impression you're, impression you'd be tempted to play him Craig would you I wouldn't be adverse to the idea of giving him a game midweek uh, Fletcher's still injured I, I don't think out the door's really doing enough to earn a start uh, maybe he's bring him off the bench Maybe maybe he's at that point. Maybe he's worth a look at I can't for believe twenty minutes. But this point, to be honest, this is the <laughs> problem. Though we've got four strikers, so we couldn't really sign another central striker because there's four on the books, and none of them are really looking the part. Not the complete article that we want. Craig Craig's taunted around a little bit to the idea of giving him a giving him a go. I mean, people people want to chuck kids in and all this like willy nilly just because because kids. I don't right. think it's a position <laughs> to do basically, that. Basically, yeah. but anyway, people just like. You know, you look at it like you know, if you listen to Total Sport and like Newcastle fans regularly and just insist that they should play Adam Armstrong because, like, well, because he's a local know, lad. He might as well put Ryan Noble in. Like, he could, he had a he scored a hatful. He got a player there, like, like you've said, yeah. he scored thirteen goals in the Premier League. He scored goals in the Championship. You know, he scored what six times as many goals as Josie Altler scored in the Premier League, and you know, two, you know, I don't know. It's it's not it's not a it's not as a ridiculous suggestion. If he's a, if player in the squad and he's getting picked on the bench, then Poyet's obviously willing to to use him if he has to. Maybe he will. Maybe he will see him. I'd be surprised if he wasn't on the bench tomorrow night, with Fletcher being out injured and this, the fact he said he's going to make changes. I mean, the only thing he can do up front is either drop Wigan for out the door. And that, that that's oh. it. One of the other things that crossed my mind, I don't know how outrageous an idea it is or whether it's oh, worth considering, but no. <laughs> no, but you could, Jack Arini's played as a centre forward. Yeah, in he's career. injured. So. No, not on Tuesday, but going forward. False if you're looking nine. for an alternative, no, he's not, because he's actually played as a striker before in his mm-hmm. career and he scored quite a lot of goals, I think. Why not? He's a bit. He's Probably a bit left field for me, that one. Diminutive. But he would have to, you know, technically it would have to be part of something a little bit more fluent than just him standing there and people knocking the ball at him. To be honest, he won a fair few balls in the air actually on Saturday. Mm. Sometimes he was making more of an effort than Wickham was to win it in the air. I'd give him that. As, as, as much as I'd like to talk more Danny Graham and stuff, we'll, we're going to have to leave it there and move on to the the question of the week <laughs> that kind of died on the arse this week. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, over to him. I didn't uh, come up with the question this you week. Didn't, no. so There's nothing wrong with it. Don't blame the question. Blame the person who came up with it, Steve. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> even written it. it. We've got a group discussion about for for wise men say affairs in Twitter on a on on like our phones, right? And there was I put my phone down, and there was forty <laughs> messages on my phone of Stephen and Craig trying to work out how to word <laughs> the question of the week. It was a Sunday morning, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. We got there in the end. 
Um, but I can't even remember where it is now. What was it? You you You're say what the question is. Feed. I've got I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got it. I've got the um. It was oh that was it. So it was bringing Josie, word it bringing, end, I think. bringing Josie out the door on at the weekend seemed, seemed like, like a, a good idea. idea at the time, and it went really badly. You can name see the irony. Some, you can't yeah, straight yeah, away. Yeah, name <laughs> some things that have been attempted that seemed like a good idea at the time. And ultimately, have failed. <laughs> There's an obvious one yeah, right away. And <laughs> the winner, he, he can't win because he lives in Somerset or something. And uh, he's a guest on the show. And he's so a guest on the show sometimes as well. Is Nick Holland who said, judging by some of the answers so far, this question. <laughs> Nailed we said, it. We, Nailed it. <laughs> we said like after about twelve hours, if somebody answered with that, they'd win. Yeah. So we did. Say, we yeah. did have that discussion. Said, you know, we we. We were aware of the irony straight away ourselves. We didn't need anybody else to put it out to us, and we did yeah. say that if if somebody came up with that, then there would be a worthy yeah, winner. I think but the they o- didn't, apart from Nick, who can't win. I think the upshot <laughs> of it as well is that we, we were actually um, given two tickets by Sunderland AFC to give away for the Swansea game, and whoever wins this will win those. Mm. But I sort of felt a bit bad after it as well, because sort of, the question's based around slagging off a Sunderland player and the club are giving us tickets so <laughs> it's not really slagging him off it was slagging the decision yeah. to bring him on right, slagging off, off. So, so, oh, just, you know, I was hoping for like great historical want, like? moments not just like we should have left yeah. Wickham up front or something like that <laughs> yeah. some people just missing the point a yeah. little bit so basically I think just sorry <laughs> just all around but let's get them read out anywhere. Yeah, let's have the rest. Of, let's have the rest of them. I so think in the, e- the end, you know, it, it looked a lot worse yesterday, like last night, didn't it? They've kind of yeah, after after I was sort of clarified the question a couple of times <laughs> after forty text messages sorting out what the question yeah. was wasn't like enough. a bad comedian explaining his jokes. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's basically this has been a long preamble to some people who just want to know if they've won some tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, that bit of a banter there was better than the uh, answers <laughs> to the question so <laughs> oh wow um yeah it's so keeping that keep an ear out because uh studio folk because you can decide who the winner is um tom wilcox said wilcock said signing craig gardner <laughs> um at i can go along with that it's a little yeah. bit direct though isn't yeah jsd <laughs> ftm04 said um waiting all bloody some of fabio barini Felt like a decade made Peruzzi watch look like a three-minute advert. Um, Gus Poyet, Red and White Army, said, Make, making Mac the clown manager, worst season of my life. Stephen Barker, no relation, said, uh, John Oster's decision to pass the time by getting his hair gone out. <laughs> Richard James Purden said, um, blonde tips in my hair when I was 14, I looked like Shirley from EastEnders. <laughs> Nick Holden, oh, we had him, yeah. Jay Rusty. Said dropping our saviour, PDC dropping our saviour, Lee Barry Catamull, greatest mistake in football history? Question mark. Um, Neil Debatable. said Big Ron <laughs> recalling his educational background by remembering what happened in some schools with his mic turned on. <laughs> <I> like that <laughs> one. Um, Sunderland fan. There's plenty of them apparently. The appointment of Martin O'Neill, the man we all craved, who only would have taken us down if he hadn't been sacked. Dave Marjoram, um, Bob Murray's phone call to Howard Wilkinson for his <laughs> advice on our next managerial appointment. Yes, that one's very real. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Ryan Frost said, uh, when I thought drinking milk on a hot day was a good idea, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> that Anchorman no, reference, so mm. that gets in. And it worked well anyway because he wrote it in caps lock, caps. which didn't come across I'm in the I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because I'm miserable. Um, <laughs> so who was the winner there? Any ideas, Sobs, Craig? I'm a fan of Shirley. Like, that's a, it's a good answer. That I like the Oster one. I like, that. I like the uh, the second one from the end about the phone call. Phone call. 
Dave's about. already got a season ticket, hasn't he? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Sorry if I'm making that decision for well, you. Well, we haven't decided yet. I'm I'm going for the Oster one. Did that seem like a good idea at the time? Well, he obviously, <laughs> we obviously did. <laughs> thought it did. He thought it would be. It was like, let's go out, lads. Let, yeah, let's go and have some banter together. And with then off gun. they went with a gun <laughs> and. Uh, and then Mark Merley's career was over. <laughs> well, why am I laughing? That's <laughs> not even funny. It's funny now. <laughs> enough time has passed. That means it's funny. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. So See, I, Mark as he's sweeping up a, a corridor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He might be listening. Yeah. If you're listening, Mark, you know, get well soon. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Steve, since you sort of... What was your choice? Um, oh, God. How are you, Steve? I like, I like the. Um, I did like the the tips in the hair. One. Tips in the hair. There's two for tips in the hair now. That's a winner then. By 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 It's kind of like the humorous angle I, I was looking I for. Just, even, though yeah. the Howard, even though the Howard Wilkinson one is sort of um, it's true, true, yeah, depressingly true. Yeah, um, you could have another one. I just just a yeah. sort of Shirley from EastEnders. It's just <laughs> <laughs> on a lad's head. It was a lad, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it Richard. Was. I, I, I couldn't remember who said it. Could I? I wasn't based on Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's what was that other one? The using the ducks flying in formation that probably seemed like a good idea at the time as a team talk um, in the it 80s, wasn't yeah maybe. well yeah. never I won the league with Leeds in 92 last, the last yeah, season before the Premier League you won the won the, won the Division 1 Championship yes. I haven't got any good ones no, no, neither of our. No. Just, I think we've moved on from that now. We just let the, yeah. the listeners need to sort of raise the game a little bit. It was a great yeah. feature this last last season. Yeah. They've been quite uh, lacklustre this year, haven't they? The two. That moment when you try and save time by like holding something a bit unwieldy in one hand and trying to open the kitchen door with your elbow or something so you can get out, and then you end up dropping whatever you've got it, all over the floor, smashing it, and then having to clean it up. Do you think? Well, do you think Mike Ashley's thinking that that eight-year contract uh, <laughs> maybe wasn't <laughs> such a good idea? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's loving it. I, I just don't know. Oh yeah, he's kind of enjoying that in a perverse sort yeah. of way, isn't he? Mm. Definitely. <laughs> All of those signings. Well, yeah, there's a lot of them for Newcastle. Keegan's return. That was a, another one. Shearer, manager. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, we're not having a. Yeah, let's not dig. go there. Yeah, it's us. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll. I'm looking at the clock, and I think it's. So I. Any, yeah, yeah. So, um, Richard James Purdom, you are the victor. Congratulations. Oy. We'll be in touch with you to tell you how can you can pick up your two tickets to the Swansea game. Exciting. Okay. If you want to go on the FSF website and look at the awards and nominate us for Greatest Podcast, that would be great. Greatest Podcast. Yeah, greatest no podcast one's going to do that. <laughs> yeah, but just to get a nomination would be nice. We're never going to win it because like thousands hate, of people listen. I hate to sort of asking. It's like battle of the bands, isn't it? It's pe- like how many mates you bring along. Thousands of people listen to sort of football weekly and Anfield rap, and plus they're probably better than this anyway. But you know, well, it would be nice to be nominated, wouldn't it? Anyway, <laughs> do that if you want. I bet you yeah, the Anfield rap haven't spent ten minutes talking about Shirley from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> that was only thirty seconds amongst ten minutes. In and around ten minutes. Yeah, in and around <laughs> ten minutes. It was worth it. Yeah, finish the show. Yeah, okay. Wise well, said that we were in association with Love Supreme, of course. I'd like to thank my guests for coming on. Sobs, Craig Clark from Maine Gareth, as always. Over and out. Thanks.